Welcome back to another episode of the Live Boundless Podcast. This episode is called Neighbors because we don't know our neighbors and we should know our neighbors. And I, I strongly suggest that if you don't know your neighbors, talk to your neighbors, you know, check on them, uh, see if they need anything, especially in these crazy times like COVID. Um, Forrest is my guest on this episode and he's my neighbor. And I've, I've had casual conversations like all of you have had with your neighbors. Hello, goodbye, how's it going? Uh, you know, the, the people upstairs are noisy and, you know, casual conversation. But I invited Forrest into the studio and I wanted him because I, he told me his background uh, experience was in sound. And I wanted him to check out my equipment and uh, give me some tips, some pro tips and, you know, go over it. And it's so interesting how little we know about our neighbors. Literally having this conversation with him opened up my eyes on where he's from, how many things we have in common, what his wife does, you know, uh, the stuff we watch, the stuff we do. Like, we have so many things in common that I strongly believe that if I would have seen him as a neighbor for 10 more years and didn't have him on the podcast, I never would have known these things. So anyways, I, I strongly recommend you talk to your neighbors. Hopefully, this will inspire you to do so. Um, again, my guest name is Forrest McBride. We talk about sound equipment, production, what brings people to Los Angeles, uh, what his wife's doing, and drinking rum and coffee in the morning, and, and much more fun stuff while drinking beers. Make sure to check out the YouTube channel. And uh, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Ride Clean, the simple and easy way of keeping your motorcycle and car clean with one product. You can wash, clean, polish, and seal Get UV protection and a mirror-like finish. Uh, check them out at rideclean.co. Use promo code RBPODCAST for 25, uh, 25% off uh, plus free shipping, uh, microfiber, and some extra goodies. That's rideclean.co. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I invited you because you have experience in the audio film uh, industry. What, what, what is yeah. your background? So I went to school for film and then uh, landed in doing sound for that. So boom mopping, uh, sound mixing, basically started out doing um, on-set like recording. And then uh, as far as post-production goes I started out doing dialogue mainly but um kind of transferred into doing all the above yeah a little bit of everything yeah um any big movies any big sets you've done or more private not yeah it's I've done a couple like features but nothing really that big um there was a trilogy that I did uh boom mopping on that was for a uh, big like stunt coordinator um so uh he um is basically was trying to do like a directorial debut nice but um uh yeah 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 so it introduces opens up other doors and you start doing yeah. different things and you get practice and stuff yeah are so you doing that full-time um i actually pivoted away from that about like over basically since covid um, yeah. So the industry was like pretty shut down. 
for a while. My business partner uh, with that got a job doing game sound because uh, we actually also did post-production for like virtual reality and stuff like that. That's um, fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> but so it's so intense. that so that like pivoted him to game game audio. So he got hired on with EA, um, working on Madden, and then um, that's huge. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then here I am, uh, just uh, I I switched Staying over busy. over to web development and all the other random stuff I do. So it, it, it's it's hard because you know you you try. Anything you try, it's, you, you have to be consistent. You know, yeah. I, I tried to do real estate a while ago and I was going to do the test and blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's like, dude, you, there's, you know, houses and it's in bad business. and It's not what it was. And this was like 15 years ago. And it's like every year it just got better and better and better. And yeah, there's little downturns, but it's just yeah. you, you build up experience. But if my point is, if you don't stick to it, then you realize, fuck, man, that was a bad opportunity. And yeah. then that's the other thing. You, so many people try to turn you away from it. Sometimes it's your significant other. Sometimes it's your friends. They're like, oh, man, production's hard. Or the movie industry, you know, they pick and choose. And, yeah. you know, you got to know somebody or you got to have a family member. And you know what? That's, that's bullshit. At the end, yes, it helps. Off the bat, it helps. But long term, if you just continue doing it, you know, you just get better. And you meet one person. That person meets another person. You just continue growing. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's honestly been my my problem in life. I guess is um, I've always been a, all of ours been a jack of all trades type of personality. Um, constantly have my have my hands in like too many different pots, trying to trying to do um, a lot of different things. So well, what, do, what do you what do you want to do? I mean, like if, if well, right now you could start off blank and just be like. Like Joe Rogan has this yeah. one thing that I like about about he says uh, be the hero of your own movie. Yeah, you know, let's say you just woke up today and you are the hero of your movie and you're in the situation you're in right now. Yeah, what would the hero of your movie do right now? And what would you do right now if you can flip it around and say I feel passionate and I want to continue and do this? What would it be? Yeah, um, I mean, I think self producing would be huge. Uh, my wife you know, Aaron, um, yeah. does, uh, she's, she's an actor, comedian. And oh, no, I didn't know she was a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stand that's up. Cool. So. I used to do stand up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's our, our nightlife basically. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You but, guys are doing open mics and stuff. Um, yeah, she, I mean, she does. I, she's talked me into a handful of them, but, uh, I'm not as big of a, a speaker. Yeah. So, but yeah. that, that's also, if you suck at something, it's because yeah. you haven't practiced enough. Yeah. It, it's the truth of the matter, you know. I, 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 have, a, I have my three-year-old, and then I have a 13-year-old from, from a previous marriage. And, you know, he, he's got, he, he just moves forward. And I tell him, hey, man, you suck at something? It's just because you haven't practiced enough. Like, keep yeah. moving forward. And he, now he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's already done some TV stuff, some radio stuff but in the spanish network because his uh, mom is a tv news anchor for the spanish tv stations yeah so she has a lot of connections but he's 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 doing a bunch of stuff yeah but what would you do um i mean yeah compiling a team of people that i think are, are talented and and just making content with them it would would be my dream i always i kind of call it the monty python model Okay, um, how's, so, how's that work? So uh, if you're not familiar with Monty Python, they're a British like filmmaking group from kind of the old days. So uh, um, like Monty Python and the Holy Grail is probably one of the most popular 
movies that they've done, but they did sketches and all sorts of content. And so it was just a group of friends that would basically rotate like the jobs that they did. So they would share like one person would say like, Hey, I have this movie I want to direct. How can you guys help? And, um, and then like another one would direct their own thing. So they were just there and help each other doing, yeah. you know, different getting projects and yeah. assisting with whatever that needs to be done. Yeah. So it's like kind of like they like kind of like the executioners or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, or oh, we're, we're tied up or we're stopped or we don't have enough equipment. We don't have yeah. enough manpower. We don't know. You guys come in, clean up. Yeah. So um, do you have a team? Um, I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of friends that, um, I know are, are really talented and stuff. It's just, uh, trying to figure out how to make it happen. And I mean, a big one is always, always capital. So, yeah. um, how do you take the time out of like your, your day, your day, your jobs and you know how you take time out of your day and you do that. (laughs) Yeah. That that's uh, I have a friend of mine. He used to do some directing and producing. Um, he stopped because he didn't like asking for money or looking for money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's part of it. Yeah. That 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 is part of it. It's knocking on doors, it's going to meetings, it's seeing people and, and, and asking for money for these projects. And people have the money. Yeah. You know, uh, my, my wife and I, we both went to Pepperdine. One of the first things we learned getting our MBA, you know, it, it's so silly, but one of the first things that stuck out was ask for help. People want to help. Like yeah. I've struggled with my setup by myself and it's funny because I've had people multiple times reach out. You've reached out. Yeah. Uh, many people have reached out and, and people want to help. People want to partake. People want to assist. You know, they, they, they get a kick out of it and they feel good and, and you build a network. But we're so, yeah, like, I can do it or I don't want to do it that way or, you know, yeah. like, like even starting the podcast, I didn't even want to start the podcast till I had the mics that I wanted and the equipment that I wanted and, and if I would have continued that mentality, I never would have started. And now if you listen to the first few episodes, now this is going to be episode 60 something. You know, if you listen to one through 10, it sounded like dog shit, you yeah. know, but it obviously gets better and better. So what are you going to, ha- what do you, what steps do you think you need to do to execute your plan? Just make more um, time. Yeah. I mean, finding a project to get behind. So, uh, writing something or figuring out kind of a, um, with with Aaron's comedy stuff, we could. Uh, she's talking about like the idea of producing comedy shows, so that's a little different than than personally my vision. But you know, I'm um, but but it's it behind helping her out, and so so that could be one aspect, and then part of that could be um, developing sketches, so like comedy sketches for um, online or whatever. Uh, different. There's a lot of different platforms that are pretty new. Um, well, the other thing is you have YouTube. Yeah, you you, you yeah. can create, you can make something every day. Yeah, and just put your branding behind it. You know. Yeah. Well, and there's you could give tips. You could just do YouTube videos and do tips of like, hey, having trouble with production, like do like yeah. a commercial, but also an informative commercial where it's like you're teaching somebody how to do something. Yeah. But if you need professional help, email us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so the many. Fuck, are you doing for the? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I know yeah. it's hard. No, it's. Uh, I'm teasing you. Yeah, but but I've been through it. No, it's it's good to uh, get the get the push because um, I don't know. It's it's the last couple of years have been hard not to get depressed about. Um, but for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. We're, we're all. We're, we're, we just started a yeah. war today. I, yeah, I've been trying not to watch too much about. Don't. It. Don't. It's too much. 
yeah. Uh, we have to ignore that. Yeah, that's, it's like, I I go, I feel like I, I go like a couple weeks without watching like any news just because, you know, it, it, there's so much going on. And then, and then I just have a day where I just binge and like, just am like depressed for a couple of days. And then it, like, it, it's, right. it's fucked up because they really push it down our throats. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the amount of news. And I've said this on many episodes before. Um, I've done a lot of traveling and, and gone to, you know, I've been all over the world and it's the number one thing that I notice as soon as I leave the U S you don't see any news. Yeah. You don't see news. You don't even know what the fuck's going on. Nobody cares. Everybody's living their life. Everybody's moving forward. Yeah. But well, the moment you get here at Facebook, NBC, Fox, uh, this alert, that alert, this yeah. news app, uh, Instagram, there's so much information being pushed towards us that it, it, it's kind of, it's bothersome. And it makes yeah. you think like, well, this is really controlled or some kind of agenda or something. Well, and it's so sensational. I mean, it's just, it's just money i mean um i i not not to bash capitalism or anything but it that's kind of the financial you know though it it buys views like making right. it emotional so um so that that's the drive and the motivation i feel like behind it like but but it's a u.s thing and yeah. and, and and here's the thing i mention it a lot because a lot of people don't get to travel you yeah. know, there's a statistic that I think uh, it's 75% of Americans have never been to the beach. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. I mean, who wants to go go to the beach? <laughs> right. No, but but 75% of Americans. How yeah. fucking crazy is that? Yeah. There's another statistic saying that there's 70% of people that live in East LA never made it to the beach. That That's actually really... I mean... It's surprising, but yeah. it's not surprising. I used to live in Santa Cruz County. In Santa Cruz County to San Francisco, it's a 90-minute drive, an hour and a half drive. I personally knew people that lived in Santa Cruz and Watson, Bill Salinas. They'd never been to San Francisco. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how is that even possible? So it, you get trapped, and this is what people are used to. But what I'm saying is when you travel somewhere else, there is no news. <laughs> They're yeah. not trying to feed you with garbage and, yeah. and brainwash you. Well, And it's like... The trying to to not let it get to you. I mean, I feel like the yeah. It's you just have to move forward with what's in front of you. And so if you watch too much of it's all this stuff going on in the world that you have no power over, like like what's the point if you if you can't do anything about it? And like, and that's why they do it. They yeah. do it to make you feel underpowered. And more importantly, excuse me, and more importantly, they do it to divide everybody. You know, yeah. before it was Trump, fuck Trump. I love Trump, fuck Trump, fuck you, fuck, you know. Yeah. Now it's, uh, uh, what is it? Masks, no masks, mask, no mask, and not vaccinated, not vaccinated. You know, yeah. they, they find whatever way to split the people up. Because if you split up the people, then the government controls. And we rely on the government 100%. But if you have... These states that are supposed to be United States and neighborhoods and people and colors. And, and if we unite and we got along with each other, yeah. the government would worry more. But obviously they don't worry because they have everybody separated. And they have it separated by area code, by zip code, by the Latin people, by the white people, by the black people, by the Indian people, by the Chinese. It, it's it's, a fu it's yeah. fucking crazy how well they have us divided up. Yeah, They talk to kids and they say, hey, if there's any... 
if your parents yell at you or, you know, of course, there's extreme shit. You know, we have to protect that. Yeah. But there's like little shit that it's like, oh, if your parents raise their voice at you, let us know. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. divide families up. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of division and, and it's uh, not good. Like one of, I mean, I th- one of my values is, is being open and bringing people together. Like, like, even if I don't agree with someone, like, I need to hear them out. And yeah what they're about and, and like like that's they're entitled to to their beliefs and opinions and that's not um i, I don't yeah it's you're just, not gonna judge or anything like yeah, that yeah I mean, it's crazy how like the whole cancel culture stuff just drives me crazy like and i don't even like do social media anymore basically like i have profiles and stuff but i haven't posted for like forever just because it's like such a crazy environment that i don't really know how to participate in it or am afraid to like don't want to they'll 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 turn and i I was at a friend's house he uh, he just bought a nice property on malibu like right on the ocean and uh, i took out a drone and i was flying my drone on the coast yeah beautiful fucking video you know because it's just the water splashing a seagull flew into the camera like this amazing drone shot yeah i put it on my facebook it turned into a political war a drone shot of the coast of california in malibu turned into a political war one guy took the video and said you see there is no global warming these coasts have been like this. These houses have been built 60, 70, 80 years ago, and the water hasn't even moved one bit. Global warming is bullshit. No, it's not. Global warming is a real thing. And then it just, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it had the most comments, the most views, but it was all political. Yeah. You know, Trump. <laughs> I mean, if you can use it, like, right. to, get, I, to get traction for your own well, who would have thought a drone shot of malibu like come on all, all you have to do is you know post stuff that's like completely unpolitical and then just have some friend make a political comment and then get all the views and turn it how long how long has aaron been doing comedy uh, it's probably been about five or more years it's kind of been off and on she uh mainly her focus was acting for a long time yeah but then uh I mean, comedy just really started taking off for her. So um, the last three years, she's been doing that, like, a lot. Um, So that's been taking over more than acting for her. That's good, man. um, I I was thinking about going back. Yeah. I started, um, shit, I want to say in 2010, uh, I was working for Harley Davidson, and uh, I was the general manager. Actually, at that location, I was the finance manager. And a good buddy of mine, his name's Dean Del Rey. I don't know if you know him, but he's a pretty big comedian right now. Yeah. He used to do rock and roll, and he traveled with all the bands, you know, for like the last 20 years. And then he ended up at that dealership. We were working together. And then when the dealership closed and moved to a different location, we're like, we're not going to go to Santa Clarita. This is stupid. You know, traffic, blah, blah, blah. So we started doing comedy. He's on Robert. I'm taking a comedy class. Let's do comedy. So I did the comedy class. We started doing comedy. We did the comedy store, Ha Ha Cafe, uh, you know, all the, all the regular spots, yeah. the Sunset Spot, uh, the Improv, you know, etc. Jay Davis was a good friend of mine, and uh, it was good. But I was going through a divorce, and then I was doing the whole, you know, trying to get my son, and you know, I 
honestly, there was probably a lot of good material I could have taken out of that whole experience, but yeah. because it was just so daunting and like just fucking a hassle that I just, you know, stopped doing comedy. Yeah. And I was like, I need a job. I got to pay these attorneys. I got to go pay court fees. And, yeah. and I left it. And then in 2012, I wanted to launch a podcast and I didn't. Uh, 2014, I teamed up with somebody and I did a, I did a podcast finally. It was called The Man Cave Raw with me. And it was yeah. just going to be like fucking strippers serving drinks and man talk and hobbies and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that, that didn't work out too well because of the partner. I was kind of, I was relying on him a lot. He had the equipment, et cetera. Yeah. And then I just didn't do this till two years ago. Yeah. And two years ago, a buddy of mine that I just had lunch with today was like, just fucking do it. Get back yeah. into comedy and just start recording. Yeah. And anyways, now we're here 60 something episodes and I'm still struggling. I'm still, I'm doing even more work, you know, cause yeah. you have what we were talking about. You have um, the I, audio guy. I mean, yeah, you're basically a, a full like video producer, you know, so slash social media content yeah. slash post slash I got to publish it slash editor. Slash, like it's, it's, yeah. it's fucking but crazy. It, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot, but people are like, I mean, it's just a mic and, you know, like, yeah. no, it's a lot of, sh look, yeah. you just saved my ass today with the longer cable. Yeah. I mean, I have a bunch of uh, equipment because my business partner just moved uh, for, for the job and stuff. So uh, I have all this audio equipment that I'm trying to figure out what to do with. People are buying it all the time yeah. and rent it out yeah. and sell it. I mean, there's, renting out's a big business. Yeah, yeah, there's, and, and like, with all the different, um, like, online platforms, like, ShareGrid and stuff, like, there's a lot of options, but um, I don't I don't know. That's, you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. You'll think of something. Maybe I'll pick I up mean, some gear myself. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very specific. It's more, like, production, uh, so, like, film production kind of field gear. Um, it's not as much, like, uh, the... Um, studio type type stuff but like what name name off so maybe somebody listening might need some of that stuff like what, what do you got oh just uh so it's like a zoom f8 field recorder and then uh random mics and mic packs um those zoom eights are amazing oh yeah. i have one yeah they're they're super versatile like the the advancements in technology are amazing and incredible for um self-producers the price just keeps uh going down for like the quality you can get and the technology makes it simpler prices so. have gone down but i've noticed you need extra stuff you know like you can't just buy a zoom 8 and you're set you know you got to buy the zoom 8 then you got to buy the microphones then you got to buy the cables then you got to buy yeah stands but that's that's just like a kit you know like yeah. that would be like you know someone probably sells a kit of some sort for that um now, now real quick on the zoom 8 are you using the attachment the, the the mic attachment that you put on top of it, or you're just using it for? Oh, so the um, the so Zoom has a few different recorders. Um, you probably have like a um, what you're describing sounds like a um, it's like a, a field recorder two or four or something like no, that. No, it's an eight. It's an eight. So um, is oh, it? That's right here. Oh, this is, okay, this is uh, a whole different, this is like a production, or for... Uh, That's what I use for podcasts when I'm traveling. H8. Okay, so what I have is F8, I believe. 
Um, so it's this looks like it's more designed for like video producers, and they can mount it onto their camera rig. And um, well, you could do that. Uh, yeah. Then there's a little attachment here where you could do like interviews, and it has yeah. two uh, bio-directional mics. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can hook up. You can hook up um, one. You can hook up four mics. And, yeah. and, and what I do is it has a podcast mode. Yeah. And I do the podcast and I, I, it sounds just like this. Yeah. It does basically what the roadcaster does. Yeah. Um, but instead of taking that with me, I put this because yeah. a lot of the places that I go to, I go on my motorcycle. Yeah. So I'll just pack up the, the Pelican. I'll put all the gear there. Fucking ride out. Set this up. Put this on a tripod. I have, um, see that microphone? Yeah. See the stand? It's like, it just folds up. Yeah. I'll use that and the cables and set. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it's cool. I, I'm, um, I, I love Zoom and like what they're doing. Cause the, so the, the, the one I have is designed for, it's, it's a field recorder. It has eight, eight channels. Um, and like it's, it's got a mixing interface and stuff on the front. Um, so the, Sound Device is a um, recorder company that typically is like the king, like the industry standard for recording for film. But um, they uh, and hold on, keep going. I'm just gonna turn on the heat. Okay. (laughs) Um. So so Sound Device, uh, it the the F8 is basically filling that, um, that market gap or, or like like competing with sound device and sound devices typically go for um upwards of two thousand dollars depending on oh, the wow. model you get and um they're really good they're solid but um the f8 is a more affordable version it's you could probably get one for around 800 used um i'm guessing i haven't looked at it in a while but uh so so much more affordable and and honestly the features of it are um, are like fabulous. You can use it as an audio interface for your computer. So if you want to record directly to your computer, you can plug in a USB cable and have a quick and dirty audio interface and stuff. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's amazing. What percentage? Um, oh my god, that's terrible. Is that mine? Um, what's that called when they, when they grab mics and they're just recording like weird sounds? Oh, uh, are you thinking of Foley or ASMR? ASMR, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or they AS- just have like a page or something. They just. Yeah. ASMR is weird. Um, I have, I've joked about it and stuff before, but, um, I don't even know what it stands for, to be honest. Like what was the joking around about it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, oh! I mean, just because uh, I I had a really crappy podcast I did. Yeah. Um, it was called How to Go Nowhere. Um, like, I literally would just um, tape like a. Do you do you know what a lav mic is? Yeah, of course. Um, so I would just tape a lav mic like on, and then just talk about random crap while I did chores, um, and. I have that a really sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I have a really monotone voice. So the idea was like, oh, you know, someone needs to fall asleep. They could just listen to this and I'll talk about something super boring. So I did a uh, one on ASMR, but 
That know. sounds like a great idea. How many did you know. do? Oh, it was like three. Three. I, I didn't. I didn't do. It was kind of a just a. Um, so you yeah. want to do something, but you stop doing it. Then you started doing that, and you stopped doing it. And now, I I got to learn how to finish. <laughs> yeah, that's What's going that's on, the man? theme. No, I think I, I think know. it was a it was a meme I saw on um, Instagram or something. It's funny because everybody sees the same thing, but it's Denzel Washington, and he says, "If you don't commit, you won't start. If yeah. you're not consistent, you'll not fin- you'll never finish." Yeah, you know, and and it's very true. Yeah. This this podcast, I was pretty consistent. Um, I kind of had a partner. We were working on it. And we we're going to make it into something big. Uh, yeah. He did all the images. So if you look at the Instagram feed at the beginning, it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. But then that didn't work out. Then I still continued. And then I kind of fell off. I got into a project a few months ago and I kind of fell off. And then luckily, this last two weeks, I, I just been getting people calling me like, hey, can I do the podcast with you? And I was like, yeah. So I yeah. did one last Friday that I published today. I'm doing this one today. I got another one tomorrow. Got another one on Monday. Got another one on Wednesday. So all of a sudden, randomly, just started picking up. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. This is what, what I got to focus on. Because yeah. I have a good friend of mine, Cash. He's in Colombia. And um, his last name's Cash. So we call him Cash. Um, he, he always told me. Because what you're telling me, I, I feel like we have a lot in common. But he told me. He goes, Robert... Why is it every time somebody has a new project, you stand behind them and you execute and you work your ass off and you believe in that project like crazy? Yeah. I go, okay, what's your point? He, come, he says, how come you don't do that with your own projects? Yeah. And I was like, that's a valid point, you know, because if, if you were to come up with an idea like, oh, I want to do this, I'd be like, holy shit, you know, Let, let's do it for us. Let's go, let's go for it, you know? Yeah. But I have so much going on that it's like, I'm doing it, but it's it's at a minimal. Yeah, you know, and and, it, and, it, and it's weird that 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 I'm like that. No, that, that many people are like that. Yeah, that's uh, really solid. Like I relate to that a lot. Um, I don't know if it's personality types or anything like going down that whole rabbit hole, but I I, th- I think it's easier to believe in someone else than yourself. That, yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't work out, their idea failed. Yeah. You know, not my idea. Yeah. But the thing is, it, it, it's stupid. At the yeah. end of the day, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you really have to commit. And there's a book I'm reading right now. It's called uh, How to Get Shit Done. Yeah. And and it's it's pretty good. You know, it's just fucking meditate and write down your goals, you know, work out and, yeah. and you know, uh, give uh, give love to your loved ones. Yeah. Send a send a little note to your wife before you you go to work. Send a text message and make sure you work out and make sure you have your goals and make sure you meditate. Yeah. You know, so straight out. But I do that, and now I'm gonna use the um, the traction that I got now to try to really focus on this. And then I have a, a cleaning product. That's why I have the storage in the back. Yeah. I have a motorcycle cleaner, and that's been okay. that's been picking up a lot too. Yeah. You know, so it's like fuck. Okay, let's let's put the podcast and ride clean and. And get it going, moving forward. Yeah, you know. So, no. so you are originally from LA or no? No, I'm from Northern California. Um, do you know where Redding is? 
I know exactly what Reading's on. Okay, yeah. Most people, I call it the forgotten part of California. Cause well, Sons of Anarchy went a lot to <laughs> Reading. But I know Reading because I used yeah. to live in San Francisco. Yeah. I lived in the Central Coast and I lived in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah, no, because like I grew up thinking San Francisco was Southern California. Hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, I've come to terms with accepting that it's Central, Central California. So San Francisco? Yeah. That, you're yeah. considering it central still? I guess. I mean, I mean, there's. They don't describe it. They, it's, it, it was a four-hour drive from from where I grew up to San Francisco. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's. But have you ever been to the Central Coast? Monterey, Santa Cruz, yeah. Salinas, yeah. Swanson. I've actually uh, driven on the Monterey racetrack. Nice. Uh, Laguna yeah. Seca. Um, sorry, what? The the racetrack in uh, Monterey is called Laguna Seca. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. The famous it's, one it's where they where they do the where the Ferrari race, yeah, the motorcycle it, races. It sounds like a joke, but um, <laughs> it was actually an accident. I was uh, lost, and and they had a gate open. No, yeah. <laughs> and you drove into Laguna Seca into yeah. the track. Yeah, in my uh, and were they Ford racing? Focus, and they fortunately not. <laughs> that sounds like a Prius <laughs> but, move. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was this was before the Prius, the Ford Focus when uh, when it had the. The Prius position, no, right. just, no. Um, yeah, and then like some guy, uh, like, well, there was an event there that I was for, so it wasn't like random, but the event just didn't um, advertise like where to go very well, so. Uh, so you ended up on the track. So I ended up on the racetrack, and then I'm like, shoot, this is obviously not right, and then like, like some guy comes out, run like from a one of the pit stops or something, come running out yelling at me like what the hell are you doing i was like i'm a little lost and he's like no shit <laughs> like wow that is and, so uh, crazy so they, uh, it's they, their fault that that even happened but yeah like i was just like the gate like you guys should close that because they were about to start a um a race I, I i don't know much about racing but they're like small almost go-kart type cars so um it yeah it's a it, famous track yeah it wouldn't have been because it's a figure eight right well, they have a figure eight, and then they have this big track that's, okay. that's really uh, technical. Yeah. Very technical. Okay. I, I've seen, it's such a crazy um, track. I've seen the Concurso Italiano, where they have Ferraris just racing there. Yeah. You know? um, I've done, I've, I've raced it. I didn't race it. I took a motorcycle out there, Buell, which uh, partnered up with Harley Davidson. They made a street bike. Yeah. And it was uh, the launch of the 1125. And I got to ride that on that track. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. And yeah. then right now they're doing the um, the King of the Baggers, um, the big heart. Like, you, you've seen my Harley, right? Yeah. And now they're racing bagger bikes. Uh, do, you, do you have an electric bike? Yeah. Okay, because I, I was, uh, uh, we had a, a guy here looking at the charge point stations and, um, and like, your, your, your bike was parked next to it, and we were like, wait, is that, I don't, it looks like, like, because they model it to look like, you know, right. a typical bike, but, um, yeah, we were, like, debating on if it was electric or not. Sorry. Yeah, that that's uh, that's Harley-Davidson's Livewire, yeah. and uh, Harley-Davidson released that a few years ago, and um, the crowd or, or, or the hardcore Harley riders were kind of upset. People were acting yeah. like little Karens. You know, like that's not a Harley. That's, that's, that's an electric bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's an electric bike. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So they, uh, so Harley spinned off the company, Livewire. Yeah. And they made it its own identity. They still own it. Okay. But it's not a Harley. It's a yeah. Livewire. 
And it's basically Harley parts. I mean, I still have the bar and shield Harley Davidson stuff all over it. The key fobs are the same. Yeah. But um, they reduced the price, which was awesome. Yeah. And that thing gets 95 highway and 140 city. Yeah. And it's all electric. I have it in my living room. Yeah. You know? I just keep it in the living room. And as a matter of fact, uh, the guest, the, the episode I just released today was a whole EV episode about motorcycles and cars and they're doing races, et cetera. And uh, more than, not more than likely, but it looks like we're raffling that bike off. Yeah. So tickets are going to sell for $100 on the rightclean.co website. With that $100, you're going to get a bottle of Right Clean, a microfiber, uh, and a two-ounce spray bottle. And you get a, an, an, a free entry to win the bike. Yeah. And the we're going to announce it on May 22nd at an event they're hosting, an EV event. And hopefully uh, we sell a bunch of tickets from cool. here to then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Like, I love... I'm it's not, fast. I'm not a, I don't know much about uh, motorcycles, but visually I was really impressed with the uh, design. The aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's a sexy bike. Yeah. It's a sexy bike. There's some modifications I'd want to do, you know, like, but that's just me being picky. I've been yeah. riding bikes for close to 25 years. Um, but um, I've had the bike for six months and I didn't ride it a lot. Yeah. And then this past weekend, I rode it out to Malibu. And going in the canyons, I was like, fuck, this is actually a really cool bike. Like, the yeah. suspension, the hat. For a stock Harley-Davidson, it's yeah. amazing. How How is, um, I know with electric motors, typically, like, torque is much more of an issue. Where it's you all get, torque. Where you get, like, a lot of, yeah, like. It's all torque. So, um, do they do they have to throttle that? Or, or how is that managed? Like, is that. Because that seems, when you have that on a bike, that seems like that could be tricky. I think that's where the traction control comes in, and it keeps it balanced. But when you turn that throttle, it's all torque. Yeah. And it's 0 to 60 in, I think, 3 seconds. Yeah. You know, for a small bike like that, and you feel it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the, I think the traction control does it so you don't, like... Yeah, fly you know, fly up and ah, oh my god! You yeah, know, yeah, yourself. That's, that's what I was like. I was like, man, on a on a motorcycle with with an electric motor, it seems you know, gotta it, manage it, that somehow. Yeah, it's 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 definitely the traction control. And there's yeah. probably, I mean, the guy that it, that was on on here Friday, uh, he knows more about it, Diego. But um, the the bike handles and performs outstanding. And then to charge it, like once I got to Malibu, I just charged it. It was two dollars. Yeah, I'm like this is fucking amazing, and now that I I, I agree to raffle it off, I'm like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> raffle it off. Like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. But it's gonna be good for ride clean. It'll be good for the podcast, and you know, if it works out, maybe I'll be able to buy another one and raffle that one off, and just kind of do this consistently. Yeah, you know, to get some marketing, but it's it's fun, and then it's just there's no clutch, there's no gear shifting. There's no, there's, there's nothing. It's just a lever and brakes, front brake, back brake. That's it. Yeah. So it's, a, it, it's like a bike. It's like the super 73s. Yeah. You know, very easy. It's just like riding a bike. I mean, I, I've only ridden uh, dirt bikes. So, so I mean, that's how, that's how I started. And that's how yeah. a lot of people start. Yeah. Yeah. In the Bay, in the Bay area or Northern California, a lot of people ride bike. California in general, people ride and grow up. Yeah. Riding My, bikes. The biggest thing, like practically, I've I've wanted to because it just makes a lot of sense 
um, my my dad, basically my whole family, uh, would more or less disown me if I got into to riding motorcycles. Everybody <laughs> says that. Everybody yeah. says that. Look, I I bought my first Harley Davidson. I think I was twenty. Yeah, I think I was twenty. And when I bought it, um, I was I was parking it at at a friend's house because my mom would disown me, my mom would kill me, you know. Yeah. Anyways, after three days, I was like, "This is bullshit." I got a brand new motorcycle. I can't even look at because it's, it's at a friend's house. Fuck this! I'm bringing it home. Okay. Yeah. Yes. At nineteen twenty, I was living with my mom. Yes. And I rode the bike, and when I pulled into the house, and we were living in Santa Cruz County at the time. When I pulled in the bike, you know, it's like, bum, 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 bum. my mother opens the window and she says, nice bike. And I was like, right? She's like, yeah. That's, and that was it. Yeah. That was it. I never right. got any shit after that. Yeah. But before that moment, it was like, if you get a motorcycle, I'm going to disown you. It's irresponsible. Blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. I heard it all. Yeah. And I'm not trying to convince you, you know, but, um, yeah. but it's fun. Oh man, I because I when I was in no traffic, not seriously in L.A. It's like the dream. Um, when no, when in I was California, in California, just yeah. I mean, how do you not? Yeah, I, so many beautiful roads and stuff like so but, many. Uh, yeah, and when I was in sixth grade, uh, my uncle bought me a dirt bike, and um, I think it was a sixty. So for for my size, it was a little powerful, but but it was just fun um and man and uh i rode it around for for a while but then then my parents like were like ah oh, we can't we can't get them on this track <laughs> like like going down this and they uh they sold it and got a got a go-kart instead but boring yeah <laughs> boring yeah no it's my my dad grew up riding a lot um he rode motorcycles and he had a close call, and um, after that... I have close calls all the time. I mean, yeah. I, I walk across the street to the park, and there's a close call. Yeah. You know, like, it's... The only requirement to die is to be alive. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it. I mean, it's guaranteed, right? It's it's, it's guaranteed. It's the only thing guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. That and taxes. Yeah. Taxes and death is the only thing guaranteed. Yeah. I, I, I love... I love... Um, I, I love skydiving. I love uh, last week I took Bell out to um, Temecula yeah. and we jumped on a hot air balloon. And have you ever been on a hot air balloon? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> My first time. I haven't done a ton, ton with, uh, with heights. With so, heights? Yeah. Okay. Number one, it's fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy. You're just going up in a hot air balloon and it's just that. It's a hot air balloon wherever the wind takes you. You don't know where you're going to land. You don't know when you're going to land. You have no control. Yeah. Okay. It's steady. It's very steady. Like you feel it's the weirdest thing in the world. You feel you're standing on the ground. It's so steady. Like there's no movement. There's no flex. It is. You feel like you're standing on this table and you're flying. Okay. And then uh, it does it for about an hour. They have fuel for an hour and a half. At an hour, they start looking for where they're going to land. <laughs> you know, like that's, and, and there's a van following you. Yeah. The van's got to catch you and they got to help you and blah, blah, blah. And the landing's wild, but the flying experience is, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's really mind-blowing. It, like, 
like you're you're like wow this is beautiful and look at the birds and look at the holy sh- am i in a basket just floating in the air holy fuck i'm in a basket floating in the fucking air this yeah. is wild and then once you land we had a rough landing it was fun totally worth it but we had a, a, a we landed in a construction site there was a construction site they were digging up dirt and this that's where we landed like that's yeah. Luckily, Temecula's got like a bunch of friends. So we landed there. It almost tilted over. We almost got dragged, but we didn't, and we made it. And then when we went back to the winery, they gave us champagne. This is at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. We're drinking champagne, and then the guy says, tradition is you're supposed to do a prayer before you take off, but that would scare a lot of people. So now we do the prayer afterwards. So let me do the prayer. Cheers, drink champagne, have fun. I was like, oh, shit. So it, it's pretty intense, yeah. but it, I, I recommend it. Yeah. You've been to Temecula? Um, I mean, through through it. Yeah. I, I've done the same yeah. thing. I, I've been through it for about five years. Never thought of anything about it. Never cared for it. Nothing. This time I stayed out there for two days. It's a nice, it's a nice place. Yeah. Take Aaron out there. Nice wineries, good fucking activities, nice restaurants, fresh food. They have the balloons. They have skydiving. They have laser tag. They have golf. They, 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 it's, it's a nice spot. Yeah. I I like, I like it better than Palm Springs. Palm Springs is cool, but Palm Springs for me is like a weekend, you know, to to make it, I could see like going out there for like four or five days or taking the whole family and doing activities yeah so yeah no the only associate association i have to palm springs is uh my grandparents live there so i think of it as a retirement, retirement place. place yeah yeah like florida because my grandpa's arthritis so um they had to move there for the, the weather or something yeah that happens in florida a lot too yeah um yeah no our anniversary is coming up next month so congrats uh so maybe something to to plan there let me know i i i know a couple spots out there i can point you at the right direction i i i thought i thought it was very like everything was very fair price like very fair price nothing crazy nothing silly you know like i'll I'll say right now the balloon was you know two people 350 bucks that's not bad to fly you know so and the experience we had so that was about three fifty. You know, I, I met the owner. I think in two weeks I'll have him on the podcast. Yeah. His name is Rusty, and uh, I think he'll be on the podcast. He's been doing it since nineteen eighty nine. He flies. He says there's many twenty days out of the year that he doesn't fly, but since nineteen eighty nine he's flying three hundred and thirty days out of the year. Uh, yeah, you know. And the landing we had was, he goes, that, that's the craziest one I've had in a minute. You know, landing in a construction site, getting dragged, almost flipping over. That was the craziest one. That doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Um, or it doesn't even happen that. It's it's wild. They have no no steering. Zero. Like, no control. Like, Nothing. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. And, and check this out. Where we were going to take off from was too windy. So like, all right, guys, everybody jump in the van, jump in the van. We're, we're going to go to a different place. And they just drive around for 10, 15 minutes. Oh, look, a field. Okay, let's go. Yeah. They grab a balloon. They just grab a regular balloon. They put air. Tie it up. Just kind of see. And where they it let goes. it go. And this thing's just like, like, no, not this place. Let's go somewhere else. Jump in the van. And then you go to another field, and you're like, isn't this trespassing? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Whose land is this? Where, what do we do? Do we have permission? Yeah. And this is a good spot. Shh. Balloon, launch it up. Okay, this is a good spot. 
They fill it in, jump in. You're like, one, jump in. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I signed the waiver. Fuck it. And yeah. up you go. And up you go. Within 10 minutes, I think 10, 15 minutes tops, the balloon's inflated and ready to go. Yeah. So wow. it's wild. It's crazy. But it's so worth it. Yeah. The, I mean, the worst thing that could happen, the, the two worst things that can happen, and obviously this is very extreme, is one, you run out of fuel. But they have an idea like that. That's very, very, very slim. Can it happen? Yeah, but it's very slim. Uh, number two, you have a rough landing. Like that's really the worst thing that you can fall, hit hard, maybe get dragged. People have gotten fucked up. You know, it has handles and you can like tuck in. But that's yeah. like re- like they're doing it every day. Yeah. And and you see at least I saw 20, 30 other fucking hot air balloons. Yeah. So that means every day there's 50 to 100 just in Temecula. Yeah, and, and I mean, I feel like you would you would see that with all the news we have if if yeah. there were more yeah casualties or anything. No, it, it's pretty fucking safe. Yeah. It's pretty safe. It's just mind-boggling that you're in a basket floating in the air. Yeah. You know, and you get pretty high. You get pretty high, but it's beautiful. I'll show, I'll show you the videos. It's, it's fucking yeah. outstanding. I think that's a great idea. And then, like I said, they have many wineries. They have amazing restaurants. They have a nice casino. They have Pachanga Casino. So you can just, like, slip in there, throw in 20 bucks, try your luck. Yeah. You know, and fucking just, it's a good spot. Cool. Yeah. It's a good spot. So what do you think of the setup? You came here to check out the audio, yeah. the setup, the video. Yeah, yeah surprised me with uh, with uh, doing the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I tricked you. No. Um, Got you uh, drunk. I mean, I mean, one IPA is. I know I gotta you get gotta more. Do, I, I you have hard better. Than yeah, that. I have I have hard liquor all day, yeah. but beer. Like I was like, fuck! I only have two beers. It's uh, terrible. I mean, uh, are you a beer guy or uh, or you drink liquor? Um, I might have had some rum in my coffee this morning. <laughs> Damn! I probably shouldn't say that online. <laughs> no, you could say it. Nobody cares. Um, Trust no, me, my channel. It was, the people listening was, to my channel are all yeah. bikers and fucking yeah. badasses. No, so it, it was mostly because, uh, well, I poured the rum last. It was a bottle Aaron got from Trader Joe's, and um, they got good stuff. Okay, then this this. I, I don't know about it. the rum. I, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, like we. I don't know about the rum, but their their yeah. their tequila is pretty fucking delicious. Okay. and I'm picky with my tequila. Yeah, I'm I'm not much of a tequila guy, and honestly, this rum almost tasted more like tequila to me than mm-hmm. rum. Like, it's not like a spiced rum or anything. It's very, um, the color's really weak. It's not, like, caramely color. Oh, that's weird. And, um, and like, yeah, it just didn't have any spice or anything to it. Which, um, what kind of rum do you usually drink? Uh, I mean, Sailor Jerry's is, is the go-to. It's cheap and, and good. I don't know. Have you ever had a Havana Club? Uh, no. Okay, I gotta yeah. get you some Havana Club. Yeah, but, that- uh. Yeah, so I poured it like last night to to have some, and then and then I was just like, oh, so I threw it in my coffee this morning because I was like, gotta use it up. So you really had run this morning. Yeah, yeah. Fucking alcoholic. I'm kidding. I know, I know, man. I, trust uh, me, I'm talking about drinking champagne and stuff. Yeah, and getting on balloons. No, so. I, uh, yeah, I joke. I have some friends that joke about that with me, but um, yeah, I. It took me a long time before I started drinking because I have a lot of alcoholics in my family. So um, I was. What, probably what's your, what's your uh, like background nationality? I, uh, 
I mean, nationality. Gosh, I don't know how. Like that, your ancestry yeah. or something like like Irish. I or I say Scotch Irish because Scotch of my Irish. name, uh, McBride. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but one thousand percent, yeah. But yeah, I go I because we I've, we've Aaron and I have traveled to uh, like the UK and we go to Ireland and they say, oh no, that name's Scottish and uh, with the Scottish accent. I'm not even gonna try accents. And then we go to Scotland and. And they say it's Irish. Irish. So I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. You're um, too American for them. They're like, fuck this yeah. guy. We can't claim him. You fucked that up. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the islands in between the two is my theory. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But uh, Have you ever done that ancestry or anything? Um, I haven't. My grandparents have. Uh, so that's on my mom's side. And um, that was largely German and, and Irish. So, uh, I don't know all the, all the different combinations of white basically. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. All the mixes. Yeah. And then, uh, um, my dad's side, I mean, we don't, you're a white mutt (laughs) basic. (laughs) I mean, that's like, I feel like most white, most white people and my dad's side is Finnish. Um, my great grandparents were immigrants from Finland. So um, whatever that would be like a 16th or 32nd, I don't know. Um, so uh, that's like the most. What do you mean, sixteenth or thirty second? Uh, fraction pers- oh. of of how much of, of, of percentage of yeah 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 yeah. Got it. yeah. Um, I I don't know. I guess I could work back. So uh, half fourth sixteenth. Yeah yeah. I don't know. So um, but uh, yeah yeah. I get Scotch Irish is kind of what I lean into the most, but um. My, so the history we know of my family on my McBride side is actually the Mormon, Mormon. So like they were part of the hand cart, cart crossings to Utah way back in the day. Um, and Mormons rule a lot, huh? Especially in yeah. those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Utah and, um, well, so, yeah. Are you familiar with the hand cart crossings? So, um, have you heard of like the Donner party? So basically, there was a really big I haven't. storm, uh, like a uh, freeze that happened. And so the Donner Party is notorious for getting trapped in the snow and then like cannibalizing each other, basically. Oh, shit. So as people froze to death, that's how they survived. They ate the frozen people, I guess. Um, so it's like something I learned in public school growing up and then later found out my family was the group right before the Donner Party, apparently. So my however many great-great-grandfathers, he was a kid at the time, they found him uh, in the morning. They thought he was dead because he wasn't getting up, but his head was just frozen to the ground, apparently. So he was stuck. So he was just stuck there, so um, he survived. But then his dad died. uh, He's got a bite mark on his leg. Helping people cross a river, so he froze to death or something. Oh, my God, that's fucking terrible. I think it was like hypothermia or something like that but that's crazy but that shit happens so and it uh, happens all the time i'm sure yeah but so uh here we are now yeah <laughs> but we made it back back in the day when uh when life was much well, more well more who tough. knows man yeah. if there's a world war three world war four is uh, gonna be fought with sticks you know yeah yeah that's uh einstein quote right i think so or something Dar- like yeah that. darwin or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. but um 
Aaron being a comedian reminds me of a of a of a. I was in New York at the comedy uh, at the uh, fuck the stand up. I think it's a stand up or something like that. Yeah. And there was this one girl comedian, and I'm not saying anything about girl comedy, but this one stood out. She yeah. was really fucking good. Yeah. And she had this one joke. I wish I knew her name, but she had this one joke. She goes, "So, so I had diarrhea, and uh, I was hungry, and and I like Chipotle, so I was like, I, I gotta go to Chipotle, right?" So when I walked into Chipotle, one of the employees is like, you can't come in here with your own diarrhea. <laughs> like, Get out of here. <laughs> we give you diarrhea. You can't. What did she do? You know, it was so funny. I was like, I like yeah. that. No, she was good. She was, actually, New York had a lot of great comedians. Yeah. I like, you know, to go to stand up and just watch them. Yeah, it's we Erin hasn't really done New York yet. She's we've traveled a few different places um, where she's done some some stuff. Um, like Austin and uh, North Carolina and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Her style is more, she's, she's dry and um, you know, she's going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> no, no. Like, like I'm just saying her, this is the stuff she it's says. It's a style. Yeah. It's, it's, style. it's not a lot of like LA, really LA style. I feel like, um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it very well, but it's more it's more almost like British humor. Yeah. Than, um, cause she, Is she, she doing online stuff? Not really. I'm trying to trying to get her like start, help her get started on um If there was only somebody she knew that was good with <laughs> audio and video and editing yeah. and publishing. I know. Man. Yeah. If anybody's out there, please reach out to uh libboundless.x at gmail. Aaron needs help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I I I made her a website and everything, just like super basic, and uh, keep trying to get her to use them. Like, post your stuff on here. Why? But but it's back to what I was saying earlier. Why is it? Why is it that if if I hire you and pay you just whatever, some some cash, just like bro, look, I I can't afford more, but I need help. You will step up. I'm sure you will do an amazing job. Then if it's with with if it's with for our wife or our brother, because yeah. I do this shit all the time, yeah. and and I, I why is that? Well, why the fuck is that? The, I mean, it. I think it's like the so like just freelancing for a while. When I first started out, um, I would do a lot of gigs that were just for like friends or whatever. And so if it's an unpaid project. Mm-hmm it's always so much harder to scrounge up the motivation to work on that versus like if I have someone who's like, Hey, like I can pay you even, you know, even if it's not like much, it's, you know, versus, versus a paid project, a paid project usually takes priority. So I don't know if that applies to personal. Yeah. But the, the, well. the, the problem yeah. is, and again, this is something we're all struggling with. I mean, yeah. this is something I, I'm, I'm number one. I'm, I'm trust me. I'm more guilty at this than you are 100%. Um, but it's like, it's like I know the potential of this is going to be so much bigger in five years to ten years versus this. But I would rather, like my, my friend Dean Del Rey would say, I would rather step on $100 bills and, and, and collect the change yeah. than to chase and reach for the $100 bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's something that's like in our mind that we're brainwashed with that we, yeah. that we don't see that. Yeah. And this happens, especially with like, 
it's like it's like that quote. I don't even know who said it or if it was a meme or something. But it's like your your biggest fan is always a stranger, yeah. and your biggest hater is somebody you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of something like that. And and it's weird because the, the the stuff that you think would be easy, it's like anything, even something free. If I got something free, and I gave you that free thing, most of the time people saying ah, it was free for him anyways. There was no value to it, yeah. even though it probably had a lot of value. Like this is cool. I got this free. You know, my nationality is Cuban. I'm American, but you know my my background's Cuban. I I love America, Cuba. So if I got a Cuban flag and I got it for free, and I'm like, bro, this is really cool. You know, I got it for free. It's for you. You'd be like, oh, you got it for free? Eh, you know. Yeah. But if I would charge you like four or five bucks, you'd be like, oh, my God, look. Robert's Cuban, and, and, and this is his flag, and about five bucks, I'm going to hang it. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's so weird how we're fucking programmed like this. Yeah. And it's a very American mentality. It's very. And, and, and it's, 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 I don't think there's an easy answer to it. I believe it's something that we've been brainwashed for years to think a certain way. Yeah. And it's weird because if you look at the overall system, it's true. We all think very similar. It's not just you and me dealing with this bullshit. It's yeah. it's it's Aaron to you and you to Aaron and me to Bell and Bell to this. You know, it's it's this thing that's just yeah. It's just so fucking weird. But, like, when you step out and think about it, you're like, what the fuck well, is going on? I mean, especially in L.A., like, you're here every day. Everybody you talk to is trying to do whatever, you know, trying to do something, like, chase some dream. But um, it's just, we all get stuck. Everybody gets stuck. The other thing that, that, that drives me crazy about L.A. is a simple example. If I hire somebody from Home Depot hypothetically, yeah, and I, I pay them to do a job, they do a great fucking job. And I give them a job for three days, they will kill and do an amazing job. But the next moment that I need something else and I reach out to that person and I want to use their services, yeah, they show up late, they don't care, they're prioritizing other people. Like, they're, they're, it's just a shit show. It's yeah. just a shit show. This happened to my buddy. He, only, he he has the building over here. You know, he had a worker like that. And he's like, after more work that you give them, they're just like, they don't want it. Yeah. And they prioritize other people. And that, that's something people do in production, yeah. in social media. And, you know, like, it's it's so fucking, we got to figure this yeah. out before we end this podcast. Don't, don't get me started on vendors. <laughs> but but yeah, do you get that? Like, the first time's really good, and the second time it's terrible? Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what. What's your experience on that? Give, well, give me an example. Um, window installations, doors. Oh, I mean, it's just basi- all of it. Basically, the um, you know, I deal a lot with the uh, contractors who built this building because the first year everything's under warranty, and that's a whole different different dynamic where it's like, all right, we got to go do this work. We're not getting paid for this because it's a warranty job mm. and so um that that's just a whole a whole nother thing but um has it, has it been a, no it hasn't been a year yet no it's it's, it's about there two months yeah two more months yeah so and that's when everything goes to shit when the warranty expires oh no no then 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 we can get whoever we want to work on it right that's true so, too. so no all right i mean 
But isn't that theory. isn't that weird that like you have a car and it's like three years, thirty six thousand miles, five years, sixty thousand miles, and you're good. But then well, as soon as it hits sixty thousand, it's like oh, oh plan, planned obsolescence. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, like technology, like computers and stuff. It's everything. Like, it's like as soon as yeah that Apple Care expires, they're like all right. <laughs> but remember, know. I think I think it was a year ago, two years ago, they 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 confronted Apple, yeah, that it, they were doing that, like slowing down their things, fucking up the charges. They were, they, they, it, it was a big thing. Was it? Was it actually? I mean, I it was confirmed. They brought okay. it out. They even apologized. Yeah. yeah, you know. And same thing. I remember. Yeah. I I had that happen. I got a Mac for uh, when I went to college because I grew up on Windows. Uh, so it was my first Mac, and and I. Um, it's a great computer, like and stuff. But man, I had I had basically that happen where, like, the month the warranty, like the Apple Care expired, it it like died, and they wouldn't do anything about it. So yeah, and and they're a little bit of assholes. Once you're past that warranty, or if you like get a damage and you don't have the insurance, they're like zero fucks given. Yeah, well, and it was just basically just like, oh yeah, you just have to get a new computer. This is years old like whatever but that's thousands of dollars basically you two thousand dollars yeah it's yeah. a two thousand three thousand dollar computer yeah so um i went back to windows at that point are you, are you back on windows now yeah i mean i'm familiar with both pretty well um aaron aaron has a still has a macbook air well because she's creative yeah uh, <laughs> hey everybody's creative hey hey there's there's a lot i mean because the, the only reason <laughs> i so got kidding. an apple was final cut um, yeah. pro and like different programs like that um that i needed for for film production uh but then final cut pro kind of be- became fin- less final cut 10 i think was the one that just kind of fucked them up right yeah so what happened um with with 10 or x um is right x is they went whatever <laughs> um they, they sorry they, they went more like consumer um which isn't a bad move for them with the way everything's going, but they went more like consumer focused um, where it was less uh, technical, technical and, and more just like automatic and stuff. And so um, but that one really fucked them up for, for industry wise. I mean that kind of then, uh, but I, I don't see regular people using final cut. They still use iMovies. Yeah. Yeah, it, that yeah. one really fucked them up. I I yeah. even switched. I'm not good at it. I suck at it. But I even switched to Adobe Premiere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a Premiere and um, Resolve are basically like all I hear about anymore. So how's your? Uh, so so you know how to edit and fix audio? Yeah, yeah. So I might, I might so, need your skills for that. Yeah. So I do um, post or did post audio. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's it's all it's all a weird uh, mash of whatever I'm doing at the current moment. But. Uh, yeah, so I do um, audio mixing. Um, Pro Tools is the industry standard for that one, but I, again, use something different. So GarageBand. <laughs> no, 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 dear, dear, dear <laughs> Lord, no. <laughs> um, I I use a program called Reaper, um, and it's fairly not a lot of people are familiar with it, but um, it's yeah. I I love. I feel it. like I've heard it, but I I, I don't know. About yeah, it. it's um popular in the game industry world. So like I we kind of were turned on to it when we started doing like virtual reality and stuff like that, because um, it's very programmable. 
and I have a background with programming and stuff. So I was able to write my own scripts within, within it to do different functions. And, uh, it has a steep learning curve is the main thing. Um, I've tried turning a few friends onto it cause, um, it's really affordable program and everything, but everybody I've tried to introduce it to is just like, this is too hard to learn. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. using GarageBand. <laughs> so it's getting to that point that if yeah. you don't have an app that you can use it from your phone, it's like, what the yeah. fuck is the point? Yeah. What's the so. point? You know, it, it has to, I, my, my schedule is really like we talked about this the other day. When, when you have your own schedule, you make your own schedule. It's yeah. very hard. It's yeah. very hard because you can lose a day, a week, you know, if, if you don't start doing what you're supposed to do. And, you know, sometimes I, I say, fuck it, you know, let me just start editing this and just get it out of the way. And, and I start running into problems. I'm like, eh, this ain't even worth it. Let me just go back to the old school. Yeah. And it took me a while to get used to Premiere. Now I know the basics and now I can, you know, do a decent edit, you know, put the audio and video together. But, you know, it, it's if it's complicated, what what's, yeah. what's the fucking point? Well, and there's there's always that like cheapness. <laughs> it's, it's like there's a quote a friend of mine says all the time and I love it. I, I've been using it a lot. I cannot afford to buy cheap shit. Yeah, I can't. It, it costs more. I can't afford it. You yeah. end up replacing it three, four, five times. Yeah, you know. So, the learning curve or the amount of time that you lose, you know, on on, on a cheaper software, it's like yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah. Well, and and it's like that factor of how much are you using it? What are you using it for? Right. So that's when it's hard. Like I have a lot of people that will ask me, um, like tips for for you know, making their own thing, doing uh, a podcast, for example, or something like that. And it's very different than what I'm experienced with because it's like, well, I mean, you're going to want something that's simple and easy. Like that's something that is is an easier point of entry is going to get done versus if it's too complicated, you're going to more yeah. likely give up and, and you're not going to have that it. consistency. So I... Um, have a tendency to complicate things so so that's that's one of them and some yeah. people operate that way yeah. they love I, I know a guy that he loves complicating shit yeah and he thinks he's saving money and he's not like like he does weird shit you know like i'll go to a store and this cost a dollar he'll be like i can get this for 80 cents across town and he'll drive you know in traffic yeah. an hour pay for parking you know he'll spend three dollars to save 20 cents yeah, it's it's f and, the, and forget the money, the time. And there's yeah. just people that are like that. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope I'm not not too extreme at that. It's it's something I, I definitely but if realize. Enjoy so, it. yeah. Um, sorry, that's my, my did alarm. We, did we hit seven? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did we start? Five thirty. I think it was like five thirty. So. Okay, I I, I, I'm only gonna let you go when you commit to me on the podcast. What yeah. you're gonna focus on for yourself? What do you okay. want to end this year with for yourself? Uh, like what yeah. do you really want? Like what career? What business? What What do you want? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of distractions. Um, you know, like a lot be of the hero of <laughs> your own movie. A, a lot of times, I'm I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, if I just you know, carpentry sounds nice just just go work with my hands build something and not but, what sounds but, nice what but do you want to do but that's yeah that's just a distraction um and i think my real passion is telling stories that um, move people and and working with with friends to do that so 
I think getting a, a group of friends together to make something and uh, start creating creating content. You should do a podcast to add to it, and and, and record yeah. it live. Yeah, seriously, like yeah. make make it part of the process. Yeah, and you already have a group of friends already that you're dealing this with, right? Or people that you have in mind? Yeah, I mean, I I have um, I have quite a quite a few friend friends with with a lot of like that I really believe in, but um, the list it seems like every month the list gets smaller as people move away, <laughs> but uh, but. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll create something to to keep yeah. people here. Yeah, you know, uh, a motivational business, an idea. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna get friends. So you commit to yourself that you are yeah. gonna try to get together with. You're not gonna try. You're gonna get together with friends. Yeah. And start writing, producing, directing. I think uh, I think starting with a you, like a sketch comedy comedy. Um, channel and probably figuring out which platforms we would release that on, but um, just doing doing sketches, comedy sketches. How many comedy sketches do you think you could get done by the end of the year? By the end of the year, um, uh, shoot for at least a dozen. A dozen? Yeah, like that's like realistic. 12. That's not overboard. Well, because because I do. I mean, I'm sure you could do it weekly or ideally like the production workflow would be um writing out um like four or five of them and then shooting them all in one in one go okay so, so commit to 10 yeah commit to a minimum of 10 by the end of the year yeah do you know any female comedians <laughs> uh I might be able to and then because she's going to the comedy store and doing these open open mics and doing shows I imagine yeah you have unlimited of artists unlimited of like yeah okay so you're coming into 10 all right ten short s- 10 <laughs> sketches yeah 10 short sketches comedy sketches yeah okay all right i'm gonna release this episode next week and you know we have it planned all right thanks for the yeah thank you man thank you for being here yeah so the equipment's good yeah you no like this is this is uh uh better than i could recommend i would have some complicated uh, annoying to arm work with. and blah blah blah. Yeah, no, this is cool. It's it's kind of cool seeing the technology they have, uh, where it's just like you got the roadcaster kind of doing its thing. And have you seen the roadcaster? What it does and all that, all the sound effects and everything. I not not in depth, but I kind of poked pretty, around at it a little bit. Pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. Oh, there, yeah, nice. I should use those a lot more often, but I don't because... Yeah, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you can record, uh, you could have up to 68 different sounds. Yeah. You know, so it has cool stuff like that, four mics, four headphones. Um, You can hook it up to the computer through USB-C. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a great piece of equipment. Yeah, it's a great piece of equipment. But like I said, this does the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, like like we talked about simplifying, um, and technology just making that easier and easier. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next cool. time, maybe I'll check up with you at the end of the year. Yeah. See where you stand. Yeah. Thank cool. you, sir. See you. Talk to you soon.
no idea.